Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. <clears throat> Excuse me. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is May 17th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, first and foremost, the coronavirus rant um, in the area that I live, um, or I should say the region I live, uh, the big city closest to me has about 850 new cases of uh, COVID-19. So... And they've just approved in a neighboring state to have uh, indoor church service. So I don't know how that's going to go over in terms of uh, COVID-19. But um, I don't know, man. I, I just think slowly but surely the this country is just like whatever. If we die, we die. <laughs> I think that's like the general consensus at this point. Um, Looking at the numbers here for the United States, 1.5 million cases, uh, 273,000 recovered, um, 89,420 deaths. Um, I don't see anything for new symptoms. Um... Trouble breathing, pain, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion, inability to wake or stay awake, bluish lips or face. Um, those are emergency warnings. Uh, symptoms may appear, of course, two to 14 days after exposure to the virus. People with these symptoms may have COVID-19 cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, breathing, fever, chills, muscle pain, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell. So um, other than those emergency warnings, I don't really see anything new from that end. Um, You know, my whole take on the COVID-19 thing is. You know, it is what it is, man. Um, The president, President Trump is saying there's going to be a vaccine by the end of the year. I can't. No, I'm not taking that. You know, they haven't done the the, uh, clinical trials or testing, whatever you call it, on the vaccine. And everything that we've been told, it takes 12 to 18 months. And you're rushing to get a vaccine out there. You're going to kill people. So. You know, that's just my take on it. Um, You know, I was thinking last night I've been doing the coronavirus rant for about three months now. I might change it up. Um, You know, I hate starting off my podcast with like bad news, but I just like to try to give my spin on current events and this is like the most current event in the world today so you know I just try to stay up to date on my current events so um let me know what you think about uh this segment
of the uh, coronavirus rant. Um, next segment is entitled Michael Jordan's The Last Dance, My Thoughts. Um, I think it was well done. I, I, you know, I only watched like bits and pieces of it from just watching Sports Center. I didn't sit here and watch a whole episode. You know, I live throughout Michael Jordan's career and, um, you know, I followed pretty much everything just from a, um, just from a basketball fan perspective, not really a Michael Jordan fan perspective. Like, you know, I, I didn't follow the Celtics, but I followed Larry Bird. I didn't, I wasn't a Lakers fan, but I followed Magic Johnson, just like top players in the league, you know, you just follow him. I, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I follow Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman just because they were the top guys in the league and on that team. So, you know, if you're a sports fan, you follow the top guys. You keep track of them. And that's that was the case with Michael Jordan. You know, he, he brought in viewers that were not necessarily fans of his, but just basketball fans. And, um, you know, LeBron is the same way. I'm not really, even when he was with my team, the Miami Heat, I wasn't a fan of his. Um, I think he took some years off of Dwayne Wade's career when he came to the Heat. That's just my opinion. Um, but, you know, just breaking down this thing from what I've seen, it was well done. You know, he had a lot of different people on there. Um, you know, to me, Michael Jordan did become Michael Jordan until he got over the, the uh, Detroit Pistons hump. That's when he really became the Michael Jordan that we all know today, the championship winning Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan before that was just a phenomenal talent that couldn't get over the hump. And that was a little bit more humble. <laughs> you know, uh, he was a little bit more humble before he started winning championships. Um, after he started winning championships, he just went into assassin mode where he just – he was not going to let anybody knock him off the mountain. Um, so a very interesting thing that I seen when I got on my phone this morning was uh, Lynn Bias versus Michael Jordan. If Lynn Bias had, a, you know, would have lived and played his career out in the NBA, what would have became of Michael Jordan? Um, I don't know. I think Jordan still would have been Jordan. But I think. Lynn Bias would have had a lot to say about a lot because he was a phenomenal talent too. the the limited. You know, I was I was a little kid back then, but I remember watching a couple of his games at the University of Maryland um, when they played, you know, North Carolina and other ACC teams. And, you know, he was he was just a phenomenal talent, man. I'm not going to say he would have been better than Jordan, but I think he was a better college player than Jordan. That's really what I compare him can compare them uh uh off of his college. Lynn Bias was a better college player, but um I don't know there's some things in this uh documentary that I didn't like. I didn't like the thing he did with Horace Grant. I didn't like how um you know, you did Isaiah. 
I mean, why would I? I mean, if an opponent doesn't shake your hand, so what, man? You beat them, right? I know it's good sportsmanship and all of that, but you know, if they did collude to keep Isaiah Thomas off the dream team, I mean, it's 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 a more of an indictment on the other players than it is Isaiah Thomas. I mean, everybody. I mean, that was really the first question. When they put the team together, why is it, why isn't Isaiah Thomas on the team? Why wasn't Shaq on that team? I, you know, don't disrespect the Christian Leitner and John Stockton, but we can we can say that Isaiah and Shaq had better careers than John Stockton and Christian Leitner. So, um, you know, Jordan is a very power. He was a very powerful entity back. When he was a player, he's even a more powerful entity now that he's an owner. So, you know, I, some of these guys on this in this documentary had to watch what they say because they didn't want to get the backlash of Jordan, the owner. So it is what it is, man. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Moving on to the Florida State stuff. Dontavious Jackson, Dontavious Jackson, former Florida State linebacker. Final thoughts. Um, he didn't live up to expectation, man. He was a four-star recruit, and he just, you know, when when Jimbo Fisher was there, he um he got in Jimbo Fisher's doghouse, and you see why he was in Jimbo Fisher's doghouse. When he got on the field, he just he flashed a couple of times, but most of the time he was out of position, missing tackles. He just didn't live up to expectations. And it's no surprise that he went undrafted. I don't think he's gotten picked up by a team yet. Um, he's what six two, six three, two hundred and thirty pounds. I don't know. He'll probably play inside linebacker if he gets on with a team. But you know, just just lost potential. And um, you know, I wish the kid all the all the best. I hope he you know, beats the odds and, and becomes a great player. But history says that's not going to happen. So um, let me know what you think about that segment. There's nothing really else to add on Dontavious Jackson. Just former four-star recruit that didn't live up to the hype. Um, next segment is entitled, Can Florida State Ever Get Their Swag Back? It's going to be real hard. I mean, we ain't, we haven't had any swag since – 2014 I don't even I don't even count the 2015 year because we got our doors blown off by the Houston Cougars so I don't even count 2015 everything from 2015 up until now is you know forgotten even even the Orange Bowl win in 2016 I mean we got our doors blown off that year by Louisville you know so it's just been a slow, and I'm not. I really shouldn't even say slow. It's been a rapid descent to mediocrity. Um, can we get our swag back? I I hope we can. You know, right now we haven't added any pieces on the offensive line through the various transfer portals. We've got a couple of uh, recruits, but I don't think they're going to be able to step in. Year one, game one, 
and contribute and help this team win games, I think they're probably going to have to redshirt that first year and then come in and help. Um, My thing with Mike Norvell, he was turning away offensive linemen. You turned away a guy that was 6'5", 300 pounds, and let him go to Florida Atlantic. I just I, – I, I don't understand that. How is this team in a position – to turn away offensive linemen. I don't get it. He was a three-star offensive lineman that Willie Taggart recruited. And we we just didn't sign him because we were weighing our options. I forget the I forget the young man's name, but I, I just don't get it. I mean, to me, three star or better, you know, if he's a player, if he can play. You 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 recruit him. You bring him on the team. You need as many offensive linemen as you can get. Um, so that's I mean I think the defense is gonna be okay. I'm not gonna say solid or good. I think they're gonna be okay. It just depends on how 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 long they're on the field. Okay, if this offense can put points on the board and chew up the clock a little bit, the defense might be solid to good if that doesn't happen it's just gonna be another mediocre florida state team um so let me know what you think about that segment um next segment is entitled breakthrough candidates if the season is played on offense i'm gonna go with kaylin laborn i just think it's now or never for him you can't you can't use the cam Akers excuse anymore it's your time it's your time to shine. Nobody on that roster should beat you out for that running for the running back one position. Okay, I mean it's now or never for him. He's got to break through this year. Got to. Um, on defense, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Asante Samuel. Uh, he's, I mean. I've said this a million times about this kid, man. He's just got to stop talking, quit flapping his gums, and play. He He's a pretty good corner when he's actually locked in and focused. When he starts bumping his gums, that's when he's cinnamon toast crunch, man. Every time. Um, just stop talking and play football, and I think he'll be all right. So, um... I really don't have any second choices. I think those are the two guys that we, I'm not going to say we need to break through, but I think they're probably two of the guys that can that can have breakthrough seasons. So let me know what you think about this episode. Um, the um, It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Uh, Be safe, be kind, be courteous. Do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. And as always, go Noles.